This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life. And calm me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. The world needs one place that if somebody's got something wrong with their brain, no matter what it is, they should be able to go to one spot and learn how to fix it. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. On today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast, I have the honor of interviewing David Toman. David Toman's journey with nootropic supplements began when he was diagnosed with adult ADD. After years of buying self-help books, being passed over for promotions, and even suffering depression or his inability to focus, Rillin helped him turn his life around. But a few short years later, David found himself in ER with a laundry list of symptoms. Neurologists tested him for early onset Alzheimer's, which came back negative. Not only was David struggling with focus again, but he was also suffering complete memory loss, chronic fatigue, depression, and his business and marriage were in deep trouble. Fighting for his life, David again turned to nootropic supplements. With methodically researched regimen of supplements and lifestyle changes, he was able not only to recover, but to get his brain working better than ever before. After experiencing firsthand what nootropic supplements were capable of, David founded nootropicexpert.com and wrote two books, The Secrets of the Optimized Brain and Head First, all with the intent of helping others to achieve the same transformational success that he had. Through his website, YouTube channel, books, David presents cutting-edge neuroscience in a digestible and engaging way that cuts through the marketing and scientific jargon that so often surrounds the supplement industry. 
for many of you who know me know that I love my nootropics and I really enjoyed this interview with David. Enjoy this episode. All right. I am excited for today's episode because I am a nootropics freak. And not as much as a freak as this guest because he is the expert in nootropics. Matter of fact, his website is called nootropicsexpert.com. His name is David Tolman. David, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast today. Thank you for inviting me, Tom. It's great to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited because I really have never covered this topic in depth. I've covered it with the guys from Natural Stacks, but I really wanted to talk to somebody who didn't have any affiliation with any supplements and knew nootropics and you know nootropics. Mm -hmm. But before we dig in, you went from yacht sales to copywriting Mm. to becoming the nootropics expert. What was the catalyst that drove you into nootropics? I started dabbling in them. I'm like everybody else. I never thought about my brain all of my adult life as a kid or my adult life. But all of my adult life, I've been to 45 countries and I've lived in various countries. And each country that I'd end up in, I would end up in some senior job. And my performance review every year was the same. It was, David, you're a fantastic executive. You're a really good manager, really good with people, but you've got to learn how to focus. And so I bought the books and tried to figure out how to learn how to focus. And I just thought it was a moral failing. And then I met this, uh, I ended up in in, um, Miami and I met this gorgeous blonde in North Miami Beach and uh, we ended up getting married. And within the first year, she saw what was happening. And she said, I'd like you to meet this psychiatrist that I met up in Palm Beach and see if he can help you out. So I went up to see this guy and within 10, he sat me down within 10 minutes. He diagnosed me adult ADD and PTSD. And it took me about three years ago, I finally figured out where I think the PTSD came from. But the adult ADD, he prescribed Ritalin. And I started taking Ritalin and Tom, it was like somebody turned the lights on for me. It was just like night and day. It was a miracle. And all of a sudden I could focus. And so that was good for a couple of years, but then I started growing tolerant to it. And I panicked. I'm going, no, for the first time in my life, I can focus and it's not going to work anymore. I don't think so. (laughs) So I decided to find out what to get to the bottom of it. I learned what the mechanism of action was with Ritalin or methylphenidate in my brain, found out that it was a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. And I said, okay, if it's I'm tolerant to it, it's not working as well anymore. What is that? That must mean that I haven't got enough dopamine. Well, how do I fix that? And I found out that L-tyrosine was a precursor to dopamine. And you can get L-tyrosine at the local vitamin store. So I got some L-tyrosine and I found out that brain signaling is, acetylcholine is behind that for a lot, for the most part. And I got some acetyl-L-carnitine and some alpha-GPC and started taking that. And all of a sudden, Ritalin started working again. I was no longer tolerant. And if I dosed it in the morning and at noon, and then like everybody else that's using stimulants, you got there's a stimulant crash like mid-afternoon because the stimulant runs out. I found that if I took a third stack around four o'clock in the afternoon, I did not experience that stimulant crash. 
And so it was working again, working again, and I'm still doing that, and it's still working. And I've never grown again tolerant to Ritalin again. Um, and my brain is healthier than it's ever has been. And so that that was, but I didn't know it was called nootropics. I just found out that there were supplements that helped the brain. And then about six to seven years ago, I got really, really sick, and like so sick. My wife took me to the ER because she thought I was having a heart attack. And it turns out it wasn't my heart. For some reason, I'd went severely hypothyroid. And everything tanked, man. I was falling asleep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I just felt like crap. And my business was failing. My marriage was falling apart. And I'd lost my memory. And when found, so they prescribed Synthroid. That didn't work. Then I... I uh, did some digging around and I found out about natural desiccated thyroid and started using that and started feeling a little bit better. But I had lost my memory. And uh, so I went, I went to see two different neurologists and they tested me for Alzheimer's. And nope, I got the test came back perfect. It wasn't Alzheimer's. It wasn't dementia. It was, but that's a side effect or one of the symptoms of being hypothyroid is memory loss. So I started doing the research again and um, found what, how the human memory is formed and started taking, put together a nootropic stack. And by that time, I started figuring out that these things are called nootropics and that they, people, companies were making companies or supplements specifically to help the human brain. And I put together a stack and it took me about two and a half years, but I finally got my brain back to the point where it's, it was working better than before, still using Ritalin because uh, I'm still ADD, uh, but I got my memory back and I started feeling better. And I had a marketing company at that time that had just, it was, wasn't working. So I decided to focus on one thing and that was copywriting because I had learned that the marketing copy that I had been writing all of my career was called copywriting. So I said, all right, I'm going to do copywriting. And I know lots about supplements, so I'm going to work for supplement companies. So I started writing for different dietary supplement companies. And one of them in England, Optinutra, who makes MindLab Pro, needed some advertorials done. And I started writing for them and never stopped. Uh, so that's how kind of like copywriting got tied into writing for this because... I had to, when I, when I learned copywriting properly, I went to AWAI in Delray Beach and they taught me how to write a sales letter and they said, pick a niche. And so I, niche, niche, what am I going to, well, one niche that I know all about is health and natural health in particular because doctors couldn't help me very much. And, and that just happens to be a huge niche for copywriting is the natural health field. So I started writing for natural health and because of my interest in the brain and fixing my own brain, I even narrowed that niche down more to just writing about nootropics. And uh, and here we here we are. But when I started writing these sales letters for this company in England, I was really digging around for the information, man, because the last book written on this thing was published in 1992. There weren't any good websites on this stuff. So I was going to the science sites like PubMed that the, um, natural, the, um, the National Institute of Health has where they publish all the clinical studies. Right. 
And that's where I would get my my information from. If I wanted to learn how something worked, I would go to PubMed and use that for my sales letters. But there was no website. So I said, we need one place. The world needs one place that if somebody's got something wrong with their brain, no matter what it is, they should be able to go to one spot and learn how to fix it. Right. And so I founded Nootropics Expert and um, just started writing and writing and writing and writing. And so I've reviewed so far almost 100 individual individual supplements that all affect the human brain. Um, I've written tons of blog posts on how to fix things like depression, anxiety, aging, um, sleep, uh, sleep, um, attention deficit disorder, um, PTSD. PTSD, yeah. <laughs> you just all these different issues wow. that are people that people are dealing with. I would just dig into the science and find out what causes this. And so this is this is what's causing it. And I know that these things, because of all of the research that I did on individual supplements, so I just put together stacks for each one of these things. Nice. And wrote a post on it. And then I Put two, out two books. One is a free download, Secrets of the Optimized Brain. All you have to do is put in your email address and you can download it for free. And my big book, the other book is, right now it's on sale for 37 bucks, Head First. But Head First is almost 500 pages and it's, it's the first book like it that's been published since that one I mentioned in 1992. Well, let's, I'm going to put the link for the free book and also... How long is the book for $37? How I mean, how long how much longer are you gonna have it at $37? Because I know it was 75 at one point. No, it was it was it's it's always been um forty forty seven dollars. Okay, okay. And I put I put it on sale a couple of weeks ago for $37 and I just haven't changed the price back. Okay. Um so uh when the spirit moves me and tells me that I need <laughs> to put it back to $47, it's worth it. It's it's worth $47 any which way you look right. at it because Anything you want to know about your brain is in that book. I'm definitely going to purchase the book. I went there. I went there this morning and, and was like, "All right, I got to come back and grab this book." But I'm going to put the link for that in there all, as well, and put that on my website for sale as well too. Yeah, it's got. Um, I've got a fantastic response to it. I've sold tons and tons and tons of copies because it's the only one like it out there, and it's just so helpful to people. Well, it's a pretty important subject. Our brains. Yeah, and you don't think about it until something goes wrong. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, people wait too long before they realize something is wrong and they end up with something like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or dementia or something and you want it to do stuff to to right. not get there, you know? Now, I have, are you still on Ritalin? I am. Okay. Have you tried to come off of it? I went off for one year. Okay. Because I wanted to do experiment. Right. I, wrote, I wrote a post on best nootropics for ADD and ADHD. And when I wrote that post, I said, okay, I'm going to see what happens. I wrote it with the intention of, because that's what I was using. I know that it supported using these, uh, these stimulants. But I wanted to see if the nootropics alone could do it without you. So for one year, I just stopped using Ritalin for one year. And I just used that stack. And it worked. Okay. And but this thing has grown so much, and I'm getting older, and the workload got to the point where I just needed that little extra oomph. 
Okay. And there wasn't any harm in it um, because of what I was doing. Um, so I just went back on it and I'm still on it. It works. Awesome. Before we dive into more nootropics today, what, for the listeners out there, first of all, nootropics isn't, is kind of a made up word. Uh-huh. So what are nootropics and where did the word originate? The word it came, um, a guy named Dr. Um, Cornelius Gergea in 1962 or 63. He was a Romanian scientist and he was working with Pavlov in St. Petersburg. And he was working on a drug for, I forget what they were using for acetam for, but I think it might have had something to do with the Russian cosmonaut program. Okay. Any, anyway, he developed um, pyracetam, and it was supposed to help with, I forget exactly what he was trying to do, but whatever it was he was trying to do, it didn't work, but he found out that it had a fantastic effect on people's learning and memory. Hmm. People were just, were able to remember things easier. And he went, oh, okay. So doctors started prescribing it, and it's still a prescription drug in many countries around the world for things like Alzheimer's. And uh, a few, so there's been a probably a couple of dozen racetams that have been developed in different countries around the world, all based around that pyronucleus, that core, right? Paracetam, like aniracetam and oxiracetam and phenylparacetam and and but they're all based on that on that same base. Um, but they do different things. They they develop them for different purposes. Um, so a few years later, he said, "All right, I've got to let's name this class of drugs." And he came up with the word nootropics, and it comes from the Greek the Greek words "new" for um, trepan to bend, and essentially it means to bend the mind. Okay. From, when it went from the um, from the from the Greek, so nootropics are like a brain food. Uh, nootropics are in. The, he actually came up with a definition. Okay. Um, and his definition of a true nootropic was: it enhances memory and the ability to learn. It assists brain function under disruptive conditions such as the lack of oxygen and electronic convulsive shock. It protects the brain from chemical and physical toxins like anticholinergic drugs and barbiturates. It increases natural cognitive processes, and it must be non-toxic to humans nor stimulate or depress the brain. Hmm. All right. And so we took that. Now we anything that now it very loosely means just anything that's a cognitive enhancer. So and and people are are taking license with this thing now, and they're calling things like Riddle and Modafinil and and Adderall nootropics. And I, that's not true. They're not nootropics because they're not non-toxic to humans. I call them smart drugs. Nootropics need to be natural or derived from a natural substance. Okay. All right. Either from a plant or from the human body. Okay. Cool. So. Like a lot of the amino acids chains. Yeah. Those, those are all natural. I consider natural nootropics. But these things, that you, and you don't need a prescription to get them. Anybody can get them. Um, it, anything that you have to use a prescription to get that your doctor has to write and you have to go to a pharmacy to get is not a nootropic in my okay. mind. Okay. All right. So 
we've talked a little bit of some of the issues that can nootropics can help nootropics can help with nootropics mm-hmm. nootropics what are i mean i know for myself i use nootropics for my memory mm-hmm. i also use some for sleep mm-hmm. so what are some of the other avenues that nootropics can help with brain fog depression anxiety anti-aging adhd ocd ptsd um i just everything that you can think of that goes wrong with the brain nootropics can help with one way or another how do nootropics work on the body or the brain one way or another, they have to get across. They have to get into the brain, so they've got to cross the either cross the blood-brain barrier or get to the brain in some other manner, like from your gut up the vagus nerve into the brain, and then they affect everything from energy, the production of ATP and mitochondria, which is your fundamental source of energy, to the synthesis of neurotransmitters like like serotonin and dopamine and acetylcholine and GABA uh, to gene expression to um, signaling between between neurons and throughout your body like acetylcholine does. So nootropics influence each one of these. A lot of them come from food and we used to get them from food. A lot of the things that I've reviewed and written about that you can buy as individual supplements 50 years ago, you couldn't have got it as a supplement because we didn't need it because it was in our food. And it's still in our food, but there's so little of it in our food that that's where the, the supplement industry grew around because we don't get this stuff from food anymore. Right. And it's the cause of a lot of the diseases that are happening now and the problems that are people that people are having. You can have the best diet in the world. Eat the cleanest, best diet. And you can still still be deficient. Exactly. I mean, magnesium, magnesium, iodine, uh, vitamin D, vitamin B. Yeah. Um, So, if you don't get it from food, you've got to get it from someplace, or you're going to get sick, or something's just going to stop working. Right. And And you know, when it comes to the brain, and if it stops working long enough, it turns into things like Alzheimer's or dementia. And that's why dementia and Alzheimer's are on the rise. Yeah. And the other thing is our food is so depleted because even if it's organic, because the soil is still depleted. The soil is depleted. You lose nutrients. through. So there's the nutrient loss because it's not in the soil. Um, the carbon dioxide levels in our atmosphere have risen. There, I think, the last I checked, 405 parts per million. Mm. And... It used to be like 200 parts per million. And so what this means is that plants grow faster. And you would think that would be a good thing. But they grow so fast that the the the, the few nutrients that are in the soil, the plants grow so fast that they can't draw the nutrients up into the plant. So you've got nutrient loss there. Nutrients are lost during shipping. Right. You know, 100 years ago, you ate locally because you couldn't get something from Brazil or from China, or from Romania. But now, stuff travels, food travels across the world. And when that happens, it loses nutrients. It loses nutrients during storage. It loses nutrients during cooking. So it's just, from all directions, we're just like... It's a constant battle. 
it's a constant battle and you got to supplement, stay healthy. I found. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent because, you know, the other part is when, when it leaves the farm to the grocery store, it's picked before it's even ripe. Mm -hmm. And they allow, they have a a lot of time for it to ripen between the picking to distribution to the grocery store. Yeah. And and they've done other things like genetically modified these oh, things. Absolutely. They can ripen exactly how they want them to or look exactly how they want them to or lo- have a longer shelf life like they want them to. And all of these affect the nutrient value of food. Right. So it's just, it, it's scary. All right. Before we dig, I got one other question. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between a natural and a synthetic nootropic? A na- uh, that's a good question. Uh, a natural nootropic is something that you get from, um, say, um, lion's mane. Okay. Or go-to cola or rhodiola. You can just grind up the root and put it in a capsule or grind up the leaves, dry them and put them in a capsule, and you've got a supplement. Like ashwagandha would fit in there as well, right? Ashwagandha would fit in there too. A lot of these nootropics that come from herbs fit in there. Extracts, they're not really synthetics, but these extracts, and there's different ways that they extract um, so that you get a higher concentration of the compounds in that particular plant. Um, Those would be a natural nootropic. Synthetic would be if you took something like CBD oil and you separated out this you separated separated out the terpenes from the THC and the CBD and just had the terpenes in a supplement okay that would be a synthetic okay uh, paracetam is just it's a derivative of GABA but it's so it's it's a synthetic because it's not GABA it's a derivative of um, and there are several uh, vinpocetine, I would consider that a synthetic. Vinpocetine comes from the lesser periwinkle plant, but it's it's such a narrow extract that it's really synthetic because you can't get it from the lesser periwinkle plant naturally. You can't eat that plant and get the same effect as you do from vinpocetine. Okay. Yeah, I love me some GABA. <laughs> the GABA is one of the most, it's the primary, it's inhibitory neurotransmitter in your brain. And it's very effective for a lot of people. GABA, ashwagandha. Yeah, I just, those are my, you know, of course, I do like L-thionine and uh, HTP5. I don't know if HTP5. uh, 5-HTP. 5-HTP is just a precursor to serotonin. Okay. So it goes L-tryptophan to 5-HTP to serotonin to melatonin. Okay. All right, so we just moved the clocks forward for spring, mm-hmm. an hour, which totally jacks up your circadian <laughs> clock. And many people really, really, really struggle with this time change. So I want to dive into ways to improve your sleep with nootropics. And because a lot of disease and immune health, weight loss is contributed to lack of sleep. Yeah. Not to mention dementia and Alzheimer's. So 
what are some of your go now i i don't really i know there's sleep drugs on the market which are really horrible for you there's either you know the sleep drugs you can get a prescription for then there's over the counter benzos but what are some of the nootropics to promote sleep magnesium it's funny that you mentioned benzos because magnesium you know, uh, Ambien is a very popular sleep drug. Right. It works on the GABA, I think it's the GABA B receptor, GABA A receptor. Okay. Magnesium stimulates the GABA A receptor just like Ambien does. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah. So, the, the, my go-to supplements for sleep are 400 milligrams of magnesium. And Which when form? it comes... Glycinate. Okay, glycinate. You want a you want a chelated form of magnesium because that's the thing about vitamins and minerals. And we could spend three podcasts talking about this <laughs> because there's so much crap on the market. Um, a lot of synthetics, and then the minerals are just ground up rock, and your brain doesn't recognize them as anything. Um, so you want when it comes to minerals, you want something that's either grown in yeast or a chelated mineral so that your brain recognizes it as food. Okay. So magnesium glycinate is very effective. 400 milligrams, about 60 minutes before you go to bed. And magnesium not only stimulates the GABA-A receptors that help you sleep, it helps block the excitability of NMDA receptors, uh, yes. which calms nerve cell signaling and it relaxes your muscles and brain activity. It boosts nitric oxide, which helps relax smooth muscle cells. Uh, magnesium ions control ion channels that are required for the neuroplasticity that's involved in long-term potentiation that's involved in memory. Your long-term memory is encoded while you sleep. Magnesium helps encode that long-term memory. Okay. Magnesium is required for adenosine triphosphate synthesis. That's the main energy source produced by your mitochondria. ATP. Uh-huh. Magnesium is, is needed for the synthesis of DNA and RNA. And magnesium is involved in something like 600 enzymatic reactions in your body. Wow. So it doesn't just help with sleep. It helps so many other things. It should be a staple in everybody's supplement regime. It should be. Because when I do lab, when I go through lab profiles of, of clients, I, I, you can always tell the magnesium deficiencies. And one of the tests that doctors don't run a lot and should run as a on a regular basis, just like glycose, mm -hmm. is magnesium, red blood cell magnesium. So I, I think what most people need to learn to ask, say, hey, doc, we, while you're doing this blood lab, we run a red blood cell magnesium for me. Yeah, I think people can just assume that they're probably deficient in magnesium. Absolutely. I think statistics are 80%, but I think I, after doing this for a few years, I think it's closer to 90 now. <laughs> Probably. So. The, other th the other thing that's involved in sleep, of course, is melatonin. And so uh, the first thing that people think of when they, they, if they want to get off benzos or they want to get off of Ambien is just go to the pharmacy or supplement shop and get some melatonin. The problem with supplemental melatonin is I don't advise that because, yes, it's involved in the sleep cycle. But the synthetic, the melatonin that's on the market right now in bottles is all synthetic. How it's made, which is like curl your hair. Um, and 
what is on the label is not what's in the bottle. Somebody did a clinical study a few years ago when they bought something like 25 bottles of different melatonin supplements to find out how much melatonin was in the capsule. And they found it ranged anywhere from negative 82% to over 450% of what was on the label. And most melatonin is like five milligrams, which is way too much. Right. Naturally, you've, you use like 0.5 to 0.8 milligrams. So not only is, is um, melatonin out of a bottle bad news, but um, it's way, it's, it's way too, the dose is way, way too high. And the side effects of ex- that type of melatonin can really mess up your day the next day. I recommend that people do two things to raise melatonin. One, tart cherry juice. Tart cherry juice um, is a nat- is the richest natural source of melatonin that we know of. And so just six ounces of tart cherry juice from concentrate. Um, and the other one is L-tryptophan because L-tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin, which turns into melatonin. And so six ounces of tart cherry juice, 400 milligrams of magnesium, and 500 milligrams of L-tryptophan, and you should sleep good. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because my next question was, what are the downsides of melatonin? Because a lot of people go to the store and buy melatonin thinking that they're going to... But what happens, like what you just said, so you you hit the nail on the head on melatonin because that was one of my questions. Because not only that, but if you take too much of it over a long period of time, your body will stop producing it. I think that's the least of 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 my concerns. <laughs> okay. um, my biggest concern is my wife knows when I take one milligram of melatonin. Why is that? Because the next day I'm not a nice person. Oh, okay. That's yes. interesting. Maybe that's why I'm angry. I just I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I, I angry and irritable, and and I've just learned that I cannot take even one milligram of melatonin to help me sleep. I got to find something else. Yeah, I I actually. From your last email series on sleep, I actually went and purchased the one that you recommended for, I forgot the name of the company it's from. A performance Lab. Yeah, Performance Lab on mm-hmm. with the tart cherry, the magnesium, and the tryptophan. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it coming because I use, I love my L-tryptophan and my magnesium, but I did not know about the tart cherry juice. Yeah. I was actually using that stack before Performance Lab came out with it. I think they got that formula from me. <laughs> um, seriously, <laughs> um, they've come out with some pretty, some really, really interesting formulas, some really effective formulas. But that sleep one, I was going, huh, that's what I've been doing, and it's just easier. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm try, I, I can't wait for it to get here. I think you need more magnesium than what's in Performance Lab Sleep, so okay. just a- add some magnesium. Add some yeah, I take magnesium pretty much twice a day. I might add, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try adding some for my sleep. I had a little situation with myself with, I was on a, uh, a, a drug called Seroquel. Mm-hmm. And after reading, after learning all about functional medicine and what's going on, I decided to take myself off of it, not knowing the consequences of titrating <laughs> off of it. But in the long, I mean, it's been over a year now. And one of the things that, I've noticed is, and I really think, and I haven't really dug into the science of that drug uh, for lack of time, basically, but I think it depletes a lot of things that I need to sleep. 
Seroquel? Yeah. Well, let's look at the mechanism of action of Seroquel. Okay. Um, one thing I get, I do personal consulting work with people. And um, a, a lot of people come to me because they're on some prescription drug and they want to get off of it. And that's actually a good place to come from because if somebody is using a prescription drug and it works, then we know what to do with nootropics okay. because we, we already know what, what was working for them. The mechanism of action of Seroquel is, good Lord, is an agonist of dopamine D1, D2, D3, D4, and D5 receptors. It's a partial agonist of serotonin 5 HT1A, 2A, 2B, 2C, 3, 6, 7, and some other serotonin receptors. It's an adrenergic receptor antagonist. It's a histamine receptor antagonist. And it is a one of, there's two different types of acetylcholine receptors. There's muscarinic and nicotinic. It's a muscarinic acetylcholine receptor antagonist. Wow. So you're affecting almost every neurotransmitter in your brain. Yeah, that's why after I took myself out, well, I still have trouble sleeping. Because I used to, when I took one of those, I would be knocked out. Like I could, a tornado could rip through the house and I would not wake up. Yeah, I can see why. And now I have trouble falling asleep. Now I'm grateful to be off the drug. And I know that over time, I will be able to get, gain that type of sleep, a good sleep back. But it's been a difficult journey for me. To, to One of the things that helps when you're coming off a drug like that, especially something like this, that it, it's, it's strong, such a potent antagonist and agonist of receptors, is you got to repair the receptors. Right. And how do you do that? That's a good one, question. One great way is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha helps repair dendrites. It helps repair synapses. Um, and it just it helps fix neurons. Mm. It kind of ashwagandha kind of comes at neurons from all angles. Each neuron has got one axon and a bunch of, den a bunch of dendrites sticking out of it, right? right? And at that, at the end of that axon and at the end of the dendrites are synapses. Those are the receptors that we're talking. That's where the receptors are that we're talking about. Okay. And those are the ones that get desensitized or damaged or eliminated. And um, some drugs are really good at doing that. And if you want to get those back, if you want to fix them and get them working again, you need to find a nootropic to do that. And um, ashwagandha is one. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha doesn't work for everybody, though. It mm -hmm. works for some people and doesn't work for other people. But for some people, it's a miracle. Um, but it's fantastic for brain repair. It also is an acetylcholinesterase inhibitor, so it increases acetylcholine, which boosts memory, learning, and cognition. And it um, improves your lipid profiles. So if you've got a problem with LDL cholesterol, it helps control that, and it helps lower cortisol. Hmm. And it helps lower blood sugar. See, I've been using it for the cortisol aspect of it. Yeah, it's effective for that. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you frustrated with understanding your recent lab work? Does your primary care physician say your labs are normal, but you still feel sick? Yeah, I've been there. 
I know that feeling. In my approach, when working with clients, my only concern is to achieve optimum results for you. I truly believe in a test, don't guess philosophy and getting to the root cause of dysfunction in the body, which is why I created this free lab tracker report so that you can fully understand your lab results and start to feel exceptional again. To get my free lab tracker report, text REBEL to 66866. When you download my free lab tracker, you will finally understand how to decipher your optimal ranges for your lab work, why you aren't feeling well, even though your lab work is normal, which lab results actually matter, the truth about this will actually shock you. No more wondering what all those numbers actually mean. My free lab tracker helps you understand the results of your lab evaluations so that you can take action toward better health starting today. It will be a relief when you get it and no longer have to wonder what all those numbers actually mean. So, download my free lab tracker right now and take the first step to optimal health. Text REBEL to 66866. Again, that's REBEL to 66866. Enjoy the rest of the show. We talked about melatonin and all how it's made, but and there's a lot of junk in it. Let's talk about how do we know, because most people go to the supplement, store at the go into the aisle at Kroger Costco and they see the supplements and and let's be frank I could probably I could take dog poop and dehydrate it and put it in a capsule and call it vitamin B12 if I wanted. Yeah. So I I try and explain to my clients not to buy a, a an inexpensive supplement because you don't know what you're getting. So how do you, how do how do you buy or purchase a legitimate nootropic. I've written plenty on that, uh, on how to choose a multivitamin and how to choose individual supplements. And I've got it down to a science. And I've got it down to seven things that you... So you make yourself a checklist. And so you pick up a bottle and this checklist goes by the brand name. Is it a recognizable brand name? If it's from a drugstore or a department store or a supermarket brand, Put it back on the shelf. You don't want it because those companies are not in the in the business of making supplements. They're getting their supplements from somebody else. So you have no idea what's in that capsule. And that was proven by the New York Attorney General a few years ago. That they had everything from lemongrass to wheatgrass to who knows instead of things like rhodiola in their supplements. So look for a brand name um, company that you know has got a really good reputation of making supplements. Somebody like Now Foods or Doctor's Best or Irwin Naturals or there's some big companies out there that their reputation is pegged to making good supplements. So look for a brand name. Look for quality assurance. You want to find out whether the thing is USDA organic, for example, particularly if it's a herb or it comes from a herb, look for a certificate of analysis. 
Some of these companies, if you go to their, and you'll find this out on their website, if they don't talk about testing on their website, go to another company. Okay. But each one of these, the, the really high quality companies are most, a lot of them are coming on board now and they will provide a certificate of analysis for the batch of the bottle from the, for the batch of the bottle that you bought, or they even have a download right on their website. Like Charlotte's Web, for example, that I promote, the CBD oil company, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've got a QR code. I believe. Yeah, they've got a QR code right on their label. And you just take your phone and you scan that QR label and you can download the certificate of analysis for that particular bottle okay. of, of supplements. So find out what their testing program is. Um, have they been certified by um, NSF International, which is an independent not-for-profit organization that provides certification for these dietary supplements. Right. La- Labdoor is another one. Labdoor is a good resource. That's one yeah. of the better ones, actually. It's an independent yep. company who actually buy the products off the shelf and test them. NSF International is actually paid by these companies. The same thing with Consumer Lab. Is yep, if Consumer you're, Lab. Um, they've got a pretty good program, but manufacturers um, can pay them a $4,000 fee and get mm. something um, push is, yeah. So, and the other thing you want to find out is if, if there's therapeutic dosages of something. I'll, um, an exa- I'll give you an example. Some of the better um, multivitamins, like the whole food or mul- raw food multis, if you look at the label and you scan down, the, usually in the second column, they'll have something like uh, choline bitrotrate, uh, 20 milligrams. Choline bitter trade is really good for your brain because your brain needs choline to make acetylcholine. But if you know anything about choline citrate or choline bitter trade, you know that you need three or four grams. 20 milligrams is not going to do anything, but it looks good on the label. So are there therapeutic dosages of each of the ingredients that are in that supplement? Is it marked on the label? Um, look at the other ingredients. If you, if you look down to the bottom of every dietary supplement label, there's going to be a section called other ingredients. And most of them, uh, it's just, you don't know what they are. They've got cellulose, magnesium stearate, titanium dioxide. They've got silica. Um, they've got all kinds of additives in there. And they use those additives to reduce clumping when powder is going through machines okay. to, pre- to prevent sticking to machines. Um, they use something to prevent it from liquefying in the capsule. They use something for a preservative so that it doesn't rot when it's sitting on the store shelf. Uh, they use something to improve the odor of something. If the supplement has a, a nasty odor to it, they'll add color to it if they don't like that gr- that boring yucky gray color that stuff usually turns into when you grind it up and put it into a capsule all of these things are toxic one way or another magnesium stearate for example that you see on almost every supplement bottle suppresses natural killer t cells mm. and natural killer t cells are a key component of your immune system if you knock out your natural killer T cells, the first person that you run across that's got the canova virus, you're going to get it. 
you have no immunity to it. Wow. Um, so it, it, even the better supplement companies put out a really, really good quality product and still put magnesium stearate in it, which really irks me. Some of the newer companies and some of the companies that have been around for a while that have been paying attention have eliminated all of those other ingredients and they don't have any other ingredients in there. Nice. Except for something like rice flour if they need a filler. Now, do you so, prefer capsules over ca uh, a hard-pressed pill? I do for a couple of reasons. One is your body absorbs it quicker. And two, you don't have to put in other ingredients to make the tablet. Right. Because to form that tablet, you've got to put some other stuff in it so something sticks together in tablet form. You don't have to worry about, that, about that in capsules. So that's the other ingredients. You also want to look at bioavailability. Um, if you just pick up a bottle of uh, turmeric, for example, turmeric by itself is really poorly absorbed. I mean, you could take handfuls of this stuff and it's not going to get into your cells to do anything. So companies are doing all kinds of shenanigans to try to improve the bioavailability of something like turmeric. So um, if you see turmeric, you want something like bioperine included in that capsule that they as one study found that or a couple of studies found that if you add bioperine to turmeric it increases bioavailability by 2000%. Exactly. Right? Yep. Another example is L-tyrosine which is an amino acid. It's directly involved in the synthesis of dopamine and norepinephrine and epinephrine in your brain but it's not very efficiently absorbed by your body when taken as a nootropic supplement. So to boost the bioavailability of L-tyrosine, you might be better off getting something like N-acetyl-L-tyrosine. Because what they did is they figured out that if they added an acetyl group to the L-tyrosine molecule, it became much more bioavailable. Nice. So you have to really know what you're shopping for. And that's what Nootropics Expert is for. I've reviewed each one of these things, every one of these ingredients. That's nice. So you just go there and you read up on, and it'll show you what, what to buy. So bioavailability, extracts and whole herbs um, is also something else that you need to consider. Sometimes a whole herb is effective because lion's mane, for example, you can get the whole fruit they call it. Right. Or if you're getting an extract, it depends on the, the strength of the extract. If it's a weak extract, it's not going to do anything. With the popularity of mushrooms, they're starting to grow on rice and grains instead of from the, where it should actually grow, like lion's mane should actually grow on wood. Yeah, exactly. That's more difficult because that's very difficult to get that information. Right. So um, resveratrol is another one. Resveratrol resveratrol purity is really important because in ex the extract that comes from Japanese knotwood is better for your brain than other forms of resveratrol extract. Nice. So it should say on the label that it's sourced from Japanese knotwood. Can you provide me with a link to that? Yeah. A write up you did on how to pick the right supplement? I can. All right, great.
So and and so I signed this thing up with a nootropic supplement evaluation checklist. Okay. So that you go brand name, quality, certification, check, bioavailability, check, other ingredients, check, extracts, check. And you get used to doing this. And now I just do it automatically. The first thing I do when I pick up a bottle from a shelf is I turn it around, I look at the label and I read the label and I can tell you instantly whether it's worth buying or not. But for most people, they need to go through the checklist until they get used to doing that. Tom, one one thing that I wanted to mention too is I did the same type of study on multivitamins. Oh, nice. As I just did in, in supplements in general, so that a person can know how to select a multivitamin, which is really important because you need to know what to look for. Right. And because in a very general sense, for vitamins and minerals, you can have synthetic vitamins that your body is not going to recognize as food. Okay. And the minerals are ground up rock. <laughs> so if you get a bottle of I not naming any names like right, right. San, not not like Santrum or One a Day, I'm not going to name any names. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you can go into the in, into this your supermarket and there's a, a shelf with row after row of multivitamins on it that you can buy for ten bucks a month. Right. Avoid don't buy those. Avoid them because they don't work and they don't work because they're not real. They're, syn- they're synthetics and ground up rock and your body won't recognize them as food. It goes back to my story about the dog poop in a capsule. There you go. You know, because I, I can label that anything I want and without anybody checking it, I can put it in the market. Yep. Especially on Amazon. Or any place. You can, right. the, the pharmacy, you know, Walgreens and, and CVS oh. and... They don't know any better. They just get it, whatever the companies supply them with, and, and Walmart puts them on the shelf. And you can buy a really high quality multivitamin in these places, but you have to know what to look for. Right. And you're going to pay thirty or forty dollars a bottle. Yeah, that's that, that's what people need to understand. Is this is like anything else in life? It's like buying a Pinto versus buying a Mercedes. You know, it, you're going to pay. Well, it's even worse. Because if you buy a Pinto, at least you can get from point A to point B. Okay. Good point but taken. If, if you buy a crappy multivitamin or a crappy supplement, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Right. And if it doesn't work, it, why did you? There's no sense in taking it in the first place. Right. I mean, there is a bit of a placebo effect. <laughs> you might feel a little bit better because you're taking it. But right. Ultimately, it's fundamentally not doing anything. When it comes to supplements, you have to spend the money to buy quality stuff. But in the end, and and this is the point that I want to make here, is that in the end, you're doing your body injustice by buying something cheap. But if you buy something you pay a little more for, you're going to feel the effects of it and you'll feel much better. You can go to McDonald's with a couple of friends and spend $40 for one meal. Right. Or you can go to the vitamin shop and spend $40 on a, on a multivitamin that'll last you a month. And feel a lot better. Yeah. Good point. That's so a good point. It, I like it, that it's, it's put it Put it into perspective, you know? Yeah. I want to talk about some stacks here. Okay. First okay. of all, let's explain. I know I've explained this before in the past, but when we talk about stacks, we're talking about a couple different supplements. All a stack is, is 
three or more supplements put together that you take all at once. That's a stack. Okay. And so you can have 15 supplements that you take all at once. That's one stack. Right. Or you can have three or four supplements you take all at once. That's a stack. And But stacks are usually combined for a specific reason, to do something specifically. For example, you can take my brain fog post on how to deal with brain fog. Okay. And you can go through each one of the six categories that cause brain fog and put together a stack just based on that. Or you can go to my, um, my post on uh, best nootropics for the aging brain. And if you're concerned about Alzheimer's or dementia or Huntington's or anything like that, um, you can just go and see what causes this and then select a couple supplements from each one of the ones in the list that I've detailed and start taking them. And so in, in the case of the aging brain, I've got it divided into five categories. And so if you take one or two nootropics for each one of those five categories, you would have between five and 10 supplements that you would be taking in your stack. Okay. So it depends on what you're trying to do. Well, let's talk about this because I, I want to talk about some of your favorite stacks. Okay. And let's talk about the focus one. And I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of L-thionine coffee. <laughs> so let's talk about the focus stack that you have listed here. Okay. Uh, let me see. The focus stack. I don't know what you're looking at, but I'm looking at Alcar, Aniracetam, Caffeine, CDB Choline, Lion's Mane, Nalt, and B-Complex. Yep. Is that what you're looking at? I got you, uh, L-thionine. It's a sunthine? Sunthionine is just a patented version okay. of L-theanine. Okay. Again, it's just if you want, if you want even more assurance that what is on the label is in the capsule that you're okay. that, the, of the supplement that you're buying, look for a patented version of something. And there are some companies in the world that are are making like L-theanine, for example, this Japanese company that makes sun theanine. Okay. If you got if they say that they've got sun theanine in that capsule, you can be pretty sure that there's sun there's L theanine in that capsule because they've got sun theanine. Okay. Right? Yep. So um I'm looking at this is where I got this from. Your nootropics, best nootropics 2020. Ah. Now the, the reason well let's talk about this energy stack for for okay. a, a minute. The All reason right. why I just said that is because your energy fundamentally is produced by adenosine by your mitochondria in the synthesis of adenosine, adenosine triphosphate or ATP. Okay. And how you make ATP is critically important. CoQ10 is involved in the synthesis of ATP. So it makes sense to take some CoQ10. Acetyl-L-carnitine is a cofactor in the production of ATP, but acetyl-L-carnitine does something else. Acetyl-L-carnitine helps transport fatty acids into mitochondria where it's converted into fuel. And then once the fuel is made, it transports garbage back, garbage back out again. So it takes out the oxidized fatty acids. Are you following me? Yep, I'm following you. So, and 
Um, alpha lipoic acid is a synthetic version of lipoic acid, which is a naturally occurring compound in your body. It's an antioxidant that is needed for cellular energy production. More specifically, it boosts the production of acetylcholine and glucose uptake into your brain, which affects energy, which also has, it has promise in, in helping prevent and managing Alzheimer's disease. Alpha lipoic acid has a powerful ability to neutralize the damaging effects of oxidative stress. Studies show that lipoic acid even reduces brain damage after a stroke. Mm. And um, it helps recycle depleted antioxidants in your body, like vitamin C, vitamin E, glutathione, and CoQ10 that's already in there, like your body has already used. Alpha lipoic acid goes in there and recycles those so your body can use them again. Um, I came across one study that shows exactly how this cellular energy is, is made and how alpha lipoic acid is used. The mitochondria in each one of your cells are this are the source of energy, as we talked about. And this ongoing energy production process is called the Krebs cycle. Yeah. Alpha lipoic acid is a cofactor in the two key enzymatic reactions within that Krebs cycle. So right. in the simplest terms, without lipoic acid, you could not make cellular energy. Okay. So these things, you know, 50 years ago, we got all of these from food. Right. But now if you're feeling fatigued, if you're dealing with chronic fatigue, what you want to do is put together yourself a stack of alpha lipoic acid or lipoic acid, acetyl L-carnitine, CoQ10, which is involved in ATP production, and PQQ, which is not only involved in ATP production, but the interesting thing about PQQ is it's one of the only things that we know of that helps. Each one of your brain cells might have a thousand mitochondria in okay. that one little brain cell, yeah? Yep. Less than other cells in your body, but your brain is just used so much energy and you lose those mitochondria. Because as you get older, mitochondria die or they just stop working. And PQQ can go in there and make new mitochondria. Yeah, that's a pretty, PQQ is a pretty important one because of that. So that's an energy stack. Right. Um, so you were talking about focus earlier. Focus, mood, couple, yeah. Yeah. Um, focus, thinking, processing, feed, decision, decision making. Those all kind of like revolve around acetylcholine. Okay. So you want to support acetylcholine production as much as you can. And you find that they've done autopsies on people that died of Alzheimer's, for example, and found out that one of the things they were lacking was acetylcholine. Um, acetyl these neurotransmitter levels decline as we age. And acetylcholine is one of them. Dopamine is another one. And it's smart to do what we can to just produce more acetylcholine and more dopamine. And to produce more acetylcholine, we need acetyl-L-carnitine and then a choline supplement, like CDP-choline okay, or alpha-GPC and a B-complex vitamin. Those three things there will help make acetylcholine. Okay. And that improves focus and alertness, and it speeds up the thinking process so you can, you can think on your feet. Let's talk about traumatic brain injury for a minute. 
I have a tendency to go with lion's mane a lot when it <laughs> comes to the brain. But my sister was involved in an accident last summer, and they want to put her on Ritalin, which I'm not opposed to. But so, long, so long as she supports it, it's great. It might be a good idea. I mean, what would you recommend for somebody with like a traumatic brain injury? Lion's mane is a great option because lion's mane helps in the um, production of nerve growth factor. And you, your brain is constantly making new neurons. And to make those new neurons, nerve, you need nerve growth factor and brain-derived nootropic factor. Okay. And lion's mane helps stimulate the synthesis of nerve growth factor. There was a study done in Malaysia, I think it was a few years ago, where they took rats. And it's not, it kind of like makes you cringe when you listen to the story, because what they did is they cut the gluteal nerves on the back legs of these rats so they couldn't walk anymore. So that's the sad part, but there's a happy ending. They, <laughs> they gave these rats lion's mane laced water. Okay. Two weeks later, they were walking again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lion's mane is a very, very potent supplement for, for boosting nerve growth factor. Ashwagandha is another good one that we already talked about because yep. ashwagandha helps repair dendrites and axons and synapses. Anything that you can use to boost brain derived nootropic factor. Okay. I've identified like, 15 different supplements that do that. Okay. Bacopa monnieri has been found to increase levels of brain-derived nootropic factor. DHA, which everybody should be taking anyway, increases levels of BDNF in your brain. DHA is an omega-3. That's one thing that we should talk about is... Absolutely. I, I discourage people from using fish supplements. And, That's interesting. Um, and omega-3 supplements. And the reason why is because your brain is about 60% fat, and most of that fat is DHA. So you need to look for a supplement that is DHA. Now, supplements that are DHA typically have some EPA in them too, because you need EPA too. Okay. But you need more DHA than EPA. Most supplements have more EPA than DHA because it's less expensive to make, and it doesn't smell as like fish as much. But there are a couple of companies that produce a DHSA supplement. Um, I use one from Nature's Way. Okay. That, that is a very pure. Two capsules is 1,000 milligrams of DHA, which is what you need every day. Um, Carlson. I like Carlson. Carlson is another one. They've got a DHA supplement that is just two capsules. is 1,000 milligrams of DHA. So everybody should be using a DHA supplement. Okay. Um, because it's it's involved in so much more than just brain-derived nootropic factor. DHA regulates the signaling in your brain, and it regulates gene expression. It influences neurotransmitters that, um, like dopamine and serotonin, that affect memory, learning, focus, and attention. So uh, there was one study that was done at the University of California, L.A., they that showed that DHA could restore BDNF levels to normal even after traumatic brain injury. Interesting. Yeah. Ginseng. Ginseng has been shown in studies to affect learning and memory because it boosts brain, it boosts nerve growth factor and neurite growth. Hmm. 
um, go-to cola. In Bali, they call no, they go-to cola is called the student herb <laughs> because it sharpens the mind. But go-to cola extract increases dendrite and axon growth. And there was a study done in China where the researchers found that go-to cola extract significantly increased BDNF concentrations in the brain. Um, magnesium. We talked about magnesium earlier. Magnesium boosts, it, well, it increases NMDA receptor signaling, okay. which is kind of like critical after brain injury. It influences BDNF expression. It influences synaptic plasticity in the prefrontal cortex. So those are just a few of the things that magnesium does that helps with traumatic brain injury. I mean, I could keep on going. Yeah, yeah. There's I, just I, so many here that do that. So if I was dealing with traumatic brain injury, I would just take four or five of these supplements and start using them. Okay. That's what but my I, plan was with her. I was going to get the ashwagandha for sure. Mm -hmm. I was going to do the lion's mane for sure. Get DHA. And DHA, I'll do that. Magnesium. And definitely a magnesium. That's a good start. Now, what I would suggest is that you only start one at a time. Okay. Don't do it all at once because if something goes wrong, and then I don't gonna, know what's I, right. I no, have no idea what's going wrong. No. So try one supplement first. Um, okay. Like one that you should be using is magnesium. So you start for magnesium for a couple of days and get the dose right. See if 400 milligrams works. Which magnesium would you use? In that case, I would use either L3, probably a magnesium L3 and A. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know, find out what dose works for her. Too much magnesium and she's going to get diarrhea. Right. You don't want to do that. No. So just back off a little bit. She'll be mad at me. Once you've figured that out, then add the next thing. Okay. Ashwagandha is another important one to test because not everybody responds well to ashwagandha. Okay. I can't use it. Um, some people can't use it. Other people think that it is the best thing on this earth. So um, you need to test it. DHA, everybody should be using that. So that's one thing, a thousand milligrams a day. Right. Should be using no matter what. Okay. And then add something else, you know, add ashwagandha. And if that works, then add something else like L-theanine. Huh. I'm really impressed with this conversation. I mean, you did, you, you did a, van, a fantastic job self-educating yourself. <laughs> it was that a, it was it was do that or die. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> what it's amazing what we'll do when it comes to that that choice. It was literally a choice between do I want to continue living or do I want to get better. Right. And I happen to be married to a, a somebody who loves me very much, and so I had people in my life that wanted me to survive. So I chose life and yeah. decided that I was going to do everything I could to fix it. That's awesome that you met that person. Because that's hard to find. Uh, it took me. It took me many, many years. Yeah. Oh. And she and she was two through three. She went through a couple of husbands before she found me. So. Yeah, I'm in that. She, she feels. I'm on that same bus. Same so hopefully, some. <laughs> hopefully, somebody will hop on my bus sooner or later. Yeah, it but, took a lot. It took a long time, but we were fortunate enough to meet each other. And that's awesome, man. You know, if I get down there, I'd love to just sit down and rap with you. That would be wonderful. In the meantime, I'd like you to send me the link for the book. Okay. The one that's $45 or on sale for to whenever you decide to take it off sale. Uh-huh. 
And also the link to the supplements and any other links you can uh, let that me. We, I'll send you links to the stuff that we talked about. Okay. And then the other thing is, before I let you go today, I ask this of all my guests. Uh-huh. If David Toman had 30 to 45 minutes to chill, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? You know, that's a complicated question now because I help raise teenagers. Okay. And, you know, one of the things that happened to me when I got probably David Guetta. Oh, nice. When I got out of the hospital that that time, no, th- this was a different time. I had I had um, spinal fusion surgery about five years ago. Oh, wow. And they, you know how they knock you out so that right, they can right. saw at your spine. And I don't know what happened, but something happened. And I came out of there and I started listening to electronic dance music and I could not get enough of it. <laughs> That's that's not funny, but I mean it is kind and of. And I still love it. And David Guetta, I would watch entire concerts of David Guetta because wow. it was just such good music. And when I was, um, I had a rock band when I was growing up. Okay. And I did that for several years. Even I tried to get um, get a record album, and that didn't happen. So I went back to business school. But um, so I've been into music all of my life, and primarily rock and roll, but. That yeah, electronic dance music is just who who would have thought? Yeah, that's kind of an <laughs> odd combination. Waking up out of a surgery and listening to electronic dance music. Yeah, I would just a, a, a lot. Probably the first two years of content on Neutropics wow. Expert was written listening to electronic dance. Yeah, music. I love your website, bro. I, I think it's amazing and and it's a great source. Uh, for a lot, oh, I mean, I love your search bar. So just keep it up, man. Keep it up and keep the emails going. And I can't read it. I'm going to go ahead and get your book today. So yeah, send me the link and I'm going to go ahead and purchase that. And then I'm okay. going to put that on the website and along with the the free download as well. I've got that link somewhere. But yeah, you're, I, I thank you for taking the time today and thank you for reaching out to be on my show. I appreciate it, was it very fun. much. Well, thank you for having me. I think it's so important that we get this message out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hop on anytime you want. If you want something you got to get off your chest, I'll be happy to let you on. There's always stuff to talk about. There is. I, there is. <laughs> there's no There's no lack of subjects in this field. That is certainly true. Especially with you. the coronavirus going around right now. Indeed. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Thanks.